You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This is Pucks and Bolts with Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. What's going on, hockey fans? Welcome to Pucks and Bolts, a brand new Odyssey original podcast analyzing the Tampa Bay Lightning in their quest to further cement this team as a dynasty in Tampa Bay as a hockey town. Pucks and Bolts will bring you in-depth insight of games and practices and storylines regarding your favorite players and coaches multiple times a week, including some fun special mini-sodes from Kaylee and myself. So be sure to download that Odyssey app. Do yourself an even better favor and hit that auto download button so that those brand new episodes are just sitting there waiting for you when you are ready to listen in and you can also catch pucks and bolts on any of your favorite streaming platforms what's up guys i am casey hudson followed by my lovely co-host kaylee mizell and we are ready to dive into a brand new pucks and bolts episode with you kaylee happy new week i don't even know what day as you said (laughs) i wanted to say a specific day but then i just want to be like a brand new week almost a brand new new week it is a fresh baby Monday, and yeah. we are enjoying it, uh, Casey. So I have to tell you, I am in the land of the Liberty Bell. I am in good old <laughs> Philadelphia, PA. Uh, are a, you a, feeling fall and and then some? Uh, yes, definitely. Definitely mm-hmm. is a little bit chillier up here. It was funny because my I was like bundled up with like a coat and like cold, and my parents are who are watching my son sent me a picture, and he's like literally in the pool in Florida, just like swimming. And I was like, two different worlds, two different worlds, man. But I'm You're here. That many hours north I'm too, a, the wild part. Yeah. It's so, and, and it, this city is like electric right now between like how all their teams are playing. Uh, so the Phillies will start their three games of, uh, of the world series on Monday today. It's today, the World (laughs) Series in Philadelphia. So I'm going to games three and four here in Philly because we have a really good friend who works for the Phillies. So I'm like out of my mind pumped. That is so exciting. I understand Tampa fans. If if you're not also a Phillies fan, that's okay. That's okay. But if you want to like see what it's like to be at the World Series, follow along. I will definitely post some content. It's going to be wild series is its own experience so i would encourage everybody to go follow along maybe maybe you'll become more of a baseball fan or that new generated spark of baseball if you will yes yes but i will be living vicariously through you kaylee and uh that fun experience my dad was a big baseball guy um so he would have loved that but as for favorite sports, we've got another favorite sport in mind, and, and, yeah. and that's NHL. That's some hockey. And now people are picking up on, well, my less than subtle <laughs> pivot into telling the world that this is my favorite sport to cover um, <clears throat> and watch, if you will. So the Bolts had their West Coast tour, as I like yep. to call it. And, um, you know, first starting things off. Maybe not so hot. They, they they were in it. If you guys missed that episode of Pucks and Bolts, Kaylee and I stayed up late last week to make sure that we Ooh. brought you all of that coverage. And yes, we sure that was, did. <laughs> that was a hustle, but we loved it. Um, but luckily, they closed out the road trip with a four and three win versus San Jose Sharks. I love the graphics of seeing Stammer riding the shark. I think they should have put all the goal scores on it. But I mean, either way, you just love to see how creative things get to tell a story. So yes. the good news is that the Bolts come back to Tampa. Tampa Bay above 500 with a five and four record. And 
Kaylee, you, you just said it a moment ago. Um, it looks like the guys are trending in the right direction. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the thing, Casey. We, we saw patterns in this team early on. They had a road trip early on and they didn't fare well. You know, they were only able to get two points of the possible six points in that early road trip. And then they came home and they lost their home opener. And I think that there were some little kinks that this team needed to work out. Nobody was pressing the panic button. Nobody was freaking out. But they did recognize, because they're veteran players and John Cooper is a veteran coach, they recognized there are things in our game that we need to step up. And also the point that I made a few, uh, a few weeks ago on pucks and bolts. And again, if you guys continue to follow Casey and I like break this sport down and we really give like really great analytics and stuff. And so one of the things that I was saying was when you look at what the bolts should be scoring compared mm -hmm. to what they are scoring shots just weren't falling for them. Like their expected goal was over three and they were getting 1.6 goals per game. Okay. So we knew that this offense eventually goals were going to come. Mm -hmm. And that's what we've seen. We still need to see a little bit of resurgence of defense, but Throughout these first nine games, as the the Lightning, you can see their their record there. They're five four and zero. Oh, they're third in the Atlantic Division. Uh, now that we've been through about nine games th so far this season, I think that we can say yes, the Bolts are trending in the right direction. Yeah. You know, again, there are some things that they can pick up and clean up. Um, they they are you know ebb and flow on the power play, but that's going to happen. But you want to mm -hmm. see to be a little bit more stable. That's going to be something that I look for as time goes on, because you know against in this game um, against the Sharks, they they were over two on the power play uh, on the opposite side of special teams penalty kill. They did let up one. Uh, power play goal to the Sharks. They were the Sharks were one for three on their power play. So again, like some things that you want to see cleaned up, but this team is trending in the right direction for a few different reasons. The the offense is clicking. They're gelling. They're getting the shots in at the right time. And Casey, a big part of that, again, whole picture nine games through the season so far, a big part of that is Brandon Hagel and him playing into Absolutely. his game the way that he he does best. He's an offensive player. He's a shooter. He's a scorer. And he fits in very well with Braden Point and Nikita Kucherov. And so just kudos to the staff for recognizing that and for putting them and pairing them together. And because that's them a, together. That's a, exactly. And keeping them because there is there is this like, oh, do we change things? Do we switch things <laughs> up? You know, and they do, they do quite a bit switch things up. Mm -hmm. But recognizing that, like, no, Hegel is shining here. This is this is something, and he's also allowing. Pointer and Cooch to shine. Pointer, you know, getting in on some action over the weekend. Nikita Kucherov. I mean, we're going to talk about it in a little bit, but like the game-winning goal. I mean, and 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 the that line was responsible for that goal. And I'm going to break down. Like I'm going to like overanalyze that that goal because it was very fun to to watch, and it was just wild the way that it happened, and just very smart. Um, whenever you think about like hockey IQ. I'm but so I think over these that. first nine games, what we can say is the offense is trending in the right direction. The mm -hmm. fact that this team has the grit to fight back in games that they are down mm -hmm. and in games that they have been up and then given up the lead or or tied, uh, tied things up, the fact that they're able to fight back. 
again, it just it proves this this is a veteran team. They're going to fight yeah. back. They have a lot of grit. They understand that you know it's really not over until it's over, and they're going to keep fighting until the last minute. <clears throat> mm-hmm which is what you want to see. I would say that through these first nine games, the one area that Casey, I still want this team to work on is defense. I still want to see a little bit more of a sound defense. I want them to keep the goal. I want them to have the goal, have the lead, <laughs> and then keep it and keep it. And even right. and sustain, even if it's just a one goal lead, you have to learn in this league and in the NHL and especially, I mean, I know we're so early into the season, but especially mm-hmm. whenever you're thinking about playoffs in the future, you have to learn how to defend and protect a one goal lead. That's something that's a good hasn't goal. done well so far, mm-hmm. but it hasn't prevented them from being five and four on the season. So that's big picture looking overall. I really like the way things are trending really like uh, Brandon Hagel and, and what he is doing and him coming into his own. And then yeah. I think as guys like Anthony Sorelli and Zach Bogosian come back, which is slated to be around December and you guys, mm-hmm. it's Halloween. This is October 31st. Like tomorrow's that's November. Only, that's only November. Like <laughs> a month and a half away till we mm-hmm. could potentially see um, Anthony Sorelli and um, Zach Bogosian back out in contact jerseys, right? Because we see them on the ice. They're just in non-contact yes. jerseys. They they they're skating. It was upper body injury. So they're skating. They're they're playing. Mm-hmm. They just still have to be very careful with with those arms. Absolutely. And so many great points in that, Kaylee. And I hope everyone's paying attention to the big picture here because um kind of plugging into that trending in the right direction. Coach Cooper always kind of alludes to or will specifically say goals that this team has, you know, game by game, leaning into the next game. They do very well at being present and then turning the page when it needs to be turned. And I think that that kind of helps with the overall success of this team. So for one, um, there was an article by Chris Crin, the beat reporter over at Tampa Bay Lightning, mentioning that Coach Cooper said that if they come back from this West Coast tour with two and one record, that yep. feels like a success to them. That would be really happy with that. And that's exactly what they did. Totally. So they had a goal. They were able to hit that goal. And I think when you can create those goals that are outland outlandish or unrealistic and you can check those off they have something to build off of so they're creating these successful attainable building blocks and they're stepping to them and then they're stepping over them which is fantastic so aside from them hitting that 2-1 goal um kaylee you mentioned the fact that the lines are gelling so well together you know for a minute we love the lines that were taking place almost two weeks ago now and then right before the la kings game the guys had practice they made a few more little line shuffles and as as simple as switching a left winger to the right side or putting the right guys in the center and i'm always going to revert back to nick paul basically you know specifying what a center needs to be good at in order for this team to be successful. And as soon as they switched up those guys in the center there, that's when they started to find a a bit more success. Um, Nick Paul having that mentality, obviously, and and hockey IQ, you mentioned that earlier, Keely, but having the IQ to kind of understand how fast he needs to be making decisions and communicating out to his team and able to do that, he's making a great center on this team right now. Then you've got Nemestikov, who we've talked about quite a bit, versatile guy. He's just in there ready to do whatever he's asked of. And sometimes when you have those versatile players as as good as they are both ways, um, you have to get them in the right spot so that they can be utilized in the best ways possible. So while he was playing right wing for most of the lineups that he was in, pushing him into center, seeing how he can communicate, orchestrate, how fast he can maneuver the puck and and push it up forward to his teammates and stuff, that has turned into a successful unit there. Mm -hmm. Uh, Throwing Kalorn from the left side to the right side. 
killer starting to find his way. Um, and again, again, things that we'll touch on here momentarily. So I think you make a great point as to all the reasons why they're trending in the right direction. They're hitting those specific goals. They're making this, the minor adjustments without panicking. Um, and the good news when it comes to the defensive front of everything, if you will, is that this team was initially had almost all of their top players in the negative column for the first couple of games. Mm -hmm. And I mentioned on Pucks and Bolts, one of the first two, three episodes, if you will, guys, that if you have a lot of your team in that minus column, that means that when they're on the ice, they're being forced to play defense rather than contribute offensively. Now the guys are starting to even more so get in the right column, show that they can generate offense in the ozone and, and start getting pucks forward because You've got your top four guys now in the plus column. Nikita Kucherov, plus three. Simon Stamkos, plus two. Braden Point, plus three. Victor Hedman, uh, plus one. And then Hagel, plus three. Paul, plus two. So I think that's crucial to acknowledge because all of those guys were sitting heavy in the minus column not as far as a minus five, um, like you would see with some other teams, but that just shows you that they're not being forced to play so far back anymore and yep. that they're able to kind of trust defense behind them to come up for them. Um, well, that goes back to what we, to we were talking about before, communicating better and playing as an, a, a unit all That's together. Exactly they're, where I was going, Kaylee. More. We're on the same page. Even yeah, we on Monday are. morning early. We're still on the same page. <laughs> Even if we don't know what day it is, we're we're here. <laughs> we are here. But um, yeah, that that's honestly exactly where I was going to. What we witnessed in practice, what we heard in practice, and that was the last last little last little uh, key that I was that I was mentioning there and trending in the right direction. Because again, small goals. If you can take what you do in practice and apply it to games. That's that's a big success. We're seeing we're seeing that be a bit of a struggle in other sports in Tampa Bay. So I think Kaylee and I are very excited to see that practice can apply um, on the ice when it comes to these guys. So many great points, Kaylee. And if you guys were panicking, if you guys didn't want to get your hopes up, if you guys felt like cool, cool, they came back two one. Now let's see what's going on. Uh, Coach Cooper did say, let's see if we can string together some wins at home. They have a nice little home streak coming up here. Uh, I believe four games in a row. Yes, and they're. Uh, I think it's until Thanksgiving break. They they have like a lot of home what games. Is it nine of their next eleven at home? Ooh. So they have a lot of home games. So hey, fans, get your tickets. Come see yeah. us in person. Let's hang out. Casey, is it too early to do a Kaylee's corner? Because I have absolutely one more not that I have to say about looking at this team overall and painting this overall picture before we get into the specific details of that win. And I'm going to break down that last play over oh. the Sharks. Here you know what? I, we love Kaylee's Corner because we want to be educated. We want to know what we're yeah. looking for out there. And Kaylee's okay. Corner points your eyes in the right direction. So, yes, hit us, Kaylee. Okay, perfect. So, I said that the offense is trending in the right direction, and it is. Mm-hmm. There is one thing that this offense needs to continue to do better, and it's to get involvement from more players. Mm -hmm. What do I mean by that? Well, the Lightning have 24 goals this season. 16 of those goals have been scored by just four players. Steven Samkos, Braden Point, Nikita Kucherov, and Brandon Hagel. Nick Paul and Corey Perry, they're the only other two Lightning players that have more than one goal this season. What's the point, Kaylee? To have a sustained team that is going to – because, again, 
everybody's going to ebb and flow. You know, there's going to be times where Brandon Hagel is hot. He's hot right now. Mm-hmm. It's going to wean at a certain point in the season, and he's going to need someone else to pick him up. That's so hard. you need guys like Nick Paul continue to get involved. Alex Kalorn, let's get let's get you some more goals. You know who else, Casey? Hmm. Ross Colton. Ross Colton yes. is a natural goal scorer. He led the AHL in goals when he played in the AHL. He needs to be shooting and scoring. Yeah. Um, this whole team, they when they shoot first, when they outshoot their opponent, they almost always win. Mm-hmm. 80% of the time, literally, like 80% of the time, they are winning when they're outshooting their opponent. So we need some other guys to get into the mix and build up that confidence. Yes. Alex Kalorn, Nick Paul, Ross Colton, specifically those three guys. When Anthony Sorelli comes back, I'd like to see him get into the mix as well. Yeah. But those guys need to be goal scorers for this team in addition to the four that I already mentioned, because those mm-hmm. four, again, they're they're a little bit more veteran. You know, Stammer doesn't necessarily go through weans as much as as and you they've know. been playing together a while too. Yeah, so they so, already have that. Yeah, exactly. Well. They they ha- yeah exactly they have that rapport. They have that veteran presence, mm-hmm. um, and so it's just one of those things where you just have to keep in mind. The offense is doing very well right now. They're, they they were able to fight back and come back. They were able to score more goals than the other team. But it's twofold. What I said before about defense, well, you have to be able to sustain a one-goal lead. That means that you need to not allow the other team to score, and mm-hmm. you need to get other people to contribute to this game, to this team. Um, so that's Kaylee's Corner and – on that note, as we talk about some different goal scorers and some different guys getting in on the mix, Casey, yes, why don't you take us into our uh, our game watch, our game recap from San Jose? A little San, a little Shark Week action, yeah. not on Shark Week. Uh, <laughs> I'm such a dork. Kaylee and I like puns or what puns do we play and... on words. <laughs> yeah, well, it's fun. You know? If it fits, why not? Um, so, yes, taking us back to San Jose and a little Shark Week action, uh, the first thing that comes to mind is the fact that this team had another even strength win. Um, I will say, not the hard part, but they're, they're either winning on five on five or they're winning through special teams. They haven't been able to kind of create that perfect synergistic balanced attack on on even strength or five on five and, and uh, special teams, if you will. But but even strength was a big thing that they needed to work on because if they weren't getting power play opportunities and Stammer wasn't the one shooting the goals, then they weren't able to pull off wins or really generate any sort of offense. So I think that's a big um, pointer there for them pulling off that five, five, four, three wins, excuse me, guys, versus the San Jose Sharks. Another big one, as you mentioned, goal scores and people getting involved, Kaylee. Victor Hedman finally got his mm. first goal of the season um, so after being robbed of almost having his first goal of the season yes. a couple games ago. Uh, such a beautiful goal that was called back. But 32 seconds into the first period, collects mm-hmm. his eighth point. Um, and I think this is huge because we know that Victor Hedman is one of the top defensive men in this league. And honestly, to support that statement, 
as if we need to. Um, he actually sits at number nine of top 10 defenders currently right now in the NHL. We know that Victor Hedman is an offensive defenseman. He just, he has his own rhythm to him. It's very hard to shut him down. And when he starts getting involved or Kaylee, as you mentioned, starts getting hot, he's a tough guy to slow down, reel in or contain. So it's nice to see Hitty start getting somewhere, if you will. He's been a part of each game, but um, he hasn't really been a part of that scoring unit quite yet. And now once he kind of gets his first goal, you can expect to see a bit more of him. So it was great to see him open up the scoring 32 seconds in. We, this team is all about setting a tone. The earlier the tone is set for the Lightning, the more success they find throughout each period. And in the first period alone, they outshot San Jose 11-6. to six. Mm-hmm. So... Again, that that early energy, that that early buzz throughout the lines there, and Victor Hedman set the tone clearly and um, let it resonate all the way through. Kaylee, I want to kind of pitch it back to you because you mentioned some yes. of these guys getting involved, but Ross Colton was a scorer. He's the yes. one who actually helped the Lightning regain their lead versus San Jose, who tied it up in the first there. Um, what did you see out of Colton and maybe any 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 plugs of his line stepping up or needing to get more involved? Yeah, I mean, I really like what I saw out of Colton, and, and and I and I need to make one correction to what I said earlier. Alex Kalorn also is in that mix of goal scorers that have had at least two goals this season. So it's Nick Paul, Corey Perry, and Alex Kalorn because he did score in this game as well, which we will get to. He gets but a sharp I, graphic. <laughs> I did like to see Ross Colton get in the mix because again, like he he that is something that he does. Well, Ross Colton is a goal scorer. He can and Nick Paul do said that. It. Nick Paul yeah. said that playing with him means getting him the puck so that he can shoot. Exactly. Exactly. Mm-hmm. And well, what did they do? Well, Brandon Hagel and Alex Kalorn got <laughs> Ross Colton the the puck and uh, Ross Colton scored. And they did it in even strength. So that that was really good to see. I just think that Ross Colton, similar to Brandon Hagel in that once they get their confidence, once they get that spark, mm-hmm. Ross Colton is a very confident, uh, swaggy, like he, yeah. he plays with just this like young, like I know that I'm good type of mentality. And he and he does know that he's good. And, and he's he not is afraid good. to get typically too, which is always a nice extra element to somebody's game. When yeah, you're I mean, look at look at what he did in that first season when he kind of broke out in the playoffs with the Lightning. He really elevated this team. He really helped this team in a lot of ways win. I mean, he was the goal scorer for yeah. their in, in the Stanley Cup final. Like, that's a big deal. Such a and young so, guy. And he's so – I mean, yeah, he's like 20, – oh, he's 25 now. Don't call him a kid. Oh, sorry. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> Kaylee and um, I are like, he's the kid. <laughs> but it's just one of those things where I think this this goal for him mentally, similar to what Alex Kalorn went through, it will get him in the right space to be able to do more of this. I think that we're, you know, he just needs to kind of unleash the beast, right? Like yeah. Ross Colton really can be that guy. Mm-hmm. You gotta unleash the beast. And so I think this game against uh the sharks is 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 a part of that key well you said something really key too about once colton starts getting his confidence then he unleashes the beast and something that Mm -hmm. i found so interesting for him scoring in this game versus this team and helping his team regain the lead is the fact that 
Colton has had three goals in the last three matchups versus San Jose Sharks. So this team, this tends to be a team that does help him get his, you know, get his feet underneath him. Yeah. Let him feel himself a little bit, re-encourage that swag and that confidence. So for him to have those statistics heading into this game, it would have been two versus the last two, but then now in the third game, getting that third goal against them, this is, this is a turning point for Ross Colton. This is, this means that we should be seeing his name in that goal column a bit more from here on out. I wouldn't say easy per se, but once we get into it later on in this pucks and bulk setment, then people will understand that, you know, there's a few teams here where these players that you have mentioned, Kaylee, or or called to the table to to perform the way that we know that they can, they have an opportunity here down the stretch. So yep. definitely good to see Colton get in that scoring column um, and build on those statistics. You mentioned Killer. Killer had an assist and a goal, his second multi-point mm-hmm. game of the season, um, Paul and Chernak being the assist on his goal. And that's the other thing that I'm really liking about Nick Paul's game right now is that if he's not assisting, then, then well, he's, he's doing – great job of setting up his team uh for success especially in their opponent's ozone or in the ozone not their opponents in the ozone if you will because he's starting to rack up his name in the assist column when it comes to most of these goals over the last three four games paul has had some sort of of hand in the mix if you will um and i think a lot of that does come to something you said earlier kaylee these lines really starting to gel and understand one another. You also said something a couple episodes ago too on uh, here on Pucks and Bolts that um, kind of just like finding that sweet spot of having your, your, your score, your physical guy and mm-hmm. you know, your, your two way player, if you will, on each line. And what I will say is a bright spot in all of this and kind of touching back on that trending forward is that, I think them having to shuffle the line so much from preseason to now and find that sweet spot speaks volumes because it tells you how much talent's actually on this roster. Oh, yeah. You know? And so now you're seeing them uh, being able to move along the right people that can start getting reads on them because they don't have these years of chemistry anymore, something that Coach Cooper mentioned. This is probably the most shuffling that they've had um, in terms of incorporating new guys with veteran guys. And he called on the veterans to step up. And as soon as he did that, you've seen that. Uh, game by game. So I think that that is huge there. So killer starting to come into his own, as you mentioned, Um, Nick Paul, there's always so much credit to give him in a game. He's always contributing in one way or another. And then Hagel with the two assists, extending his point streak to four games um, and just being an asset to Ross Colton, as well as Nikita Kucherov, which leads us into that line, Kaylee, and some, some information that you want to break down for us. Hagel was a, was a, Contributing factor to Kucherov's closing goal with the last oh my gosh. seven seconds in the third period. Putting Kucherov on a seven-game point streak. Kaylee, can you break down that top line for us? Oh, my goodness, yes. And I'm not only going to break down this top line, but that that very final goal. So one thing about this team and one thing about that top line is whenever you have all three of those guys together, mm-hmm. I mean, I, I – I, don't have the stat in front of me. I would be very interested to find it. But I believe if you were to look at the stats between game winning goals and like last second type goals, <clears throat> it would probably be Nikita Kucherov and Braden Point leading that charge. <laughs> I mean, these guys, they don't stop, especially whenever the dramatics, if you they, will. They love it and they feed off of it and they're really, really good at it. This entire play is set up by how talented of a skater Braden Point is. Mm -hmm. Because you see him 
flying down the ice. And then he stops at a moment's notice, takes the puck back because he see, he's, he's, it's a two on one. Like there, mm-hmm. there's two guys on his tail. He stops, sees Hagel, pulls it's the puck his- back, shoots it over to Hagel. While this is happening, because Point was ahead of the pack, mm-hmm. Nikita Kucherov is getting in place. Brandon Hagel's over here. Hagel does, I mean, the geometry on this pass, <laughs> you guys, it's the exact perfect angle that Hagel hits up Cooch with. And Cooch, I, I don't even think the goalie saw Cooch. I mean, it, it didn't seem like he did. It's just like, and again, it's because Cooch is like a freaking magician. He just is yep. like, all of a sudden he's there. You don't even the see him. <laughs> he's just there and that they score and you're like, what just happened? Mm-hmm. But the, the, the way that the play unfolded, it's as if they like really did like tee this up in practice and say, mm-hmm. hey, this is what we're going to do. But they didn't. They're just so smart. They're smart players. Um, so just the speed of Braden Point, stopping on a dime, pulling it back, getting it over to Hagel. Hagel, the perfect pass, the perfect angle, finding Cooch there so that Cooch can just get it in back behind the goalie where the mm-hmm. goalie's not going to see it because he's expecting probably a one-timer from Hagel yep. over there. He or another pass, if you will, because typically there's a there's another pass or two from – not this line per se, but this team. This team has kind of been known to do a little much, a little too much passing sometimes rather than just shooting. Um, so yeah, you're 100 right there, Kaylee. So and this was it was just like the the epitome of like a perfect. It was beautiful. It was like yeah. per, they executed it to perfection. Each one in their own right, just like being not just in the right place at the right time, but, but be, because that just feels like luck, right place, right time right. is luck. This is skill. They, it, this was intentional. They were smart mm-hmm. about how they executed this play. Go back and watch it. I'll put it up on my Twitter. It's fantastic. You guys, absolutely it's so beautiful. And you're, you're hundred percent right to the fact that this is, this is a skill thing, not a luck thing. Yeah. Um, people have talked specifically about, the skating style of Braden Point as well as Nikita Kucherov. Yes. And while they've always been able to kind of feed off of each other, it's that third counterpart that has been kind of the the revolving door, if you will. And why that's been maybe a little difficult or a, a little harder to obtain is that you've got Braden Point, as you mentioned, he skates so fast. He stops on a dime. He works so well and creatively in tight spaces. I mean, there's times where I see three guys around him and I'm like, well, if it were me, I would have passed the puck because what am I going to do here with three bodies around me? And Braden Point makes it look like it's not, not an issue. Uh, getting out of those tight spaces with the puck still on his stick, still moving things ahead. Nikita Kucherov, he is such a fast and 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 brilliant player. So you've got two really fast thinking players that have such a high skill set, and trying to get that third guy who can kind of feed to them and feed off of them—that's a tall task, if you will. So to see Brandon Hagel starting to really really gel in there seeing that Nikita Kucherov is actually starting to trust Brandon Hagel to the point where they're not overthinking things they are just moving and executing this is going to be a very dangerous first line as they continue to grow together and um, understand each other's rhythms and understand each other so that they can just execute versus overthink anything minimize the passing in between the, the them and just setting up for success right in front of the net and if they can continue to have fast goals like that 
I cannot wait to see where this line goes. So, so that just kind of goes back to what you said at the top of the segment, Kaylee. Brandon Hagel is just just getting started, if you will, to earn the mm-hmm. trust of Kucherov to start gelling with with Braden Point because Point has had to carry the load a lot on the lines that he's on because of his skill set and ability. So for him to just kind of, I don't want to say focus on him, but there was a conversation last season after one of the games where it's like, you know, if everyone's doing their role, if everyone's playing their part, then it's way easier for the skills to shine through. So if you have Braden Point along with guys that just allow him to be Braden Point, that's dangerous. Nikita Kucherov, that's dangerous. And then Hagel, who is now starting to bring back a four-checking game to this team and getting in the scoring column and getting in the assist column, doing all the right things. I, I'm very, I, again, all this to say, Pucks and Volts fans, that this team is very much heading in the right direction. And speaking of heading in the right direction and how we can just excitingly talk about all these players on the team, Kaylee, we should probably get to a cherry picker so that we can quickly give you guys a game preview. And um, yeah, who's your cherry picker of, of the game? Okay, because of what I just said, there's a lot of guys you could choose, to be honest. This this team had a lot of guys that did a lot of really, really good things. I'm going to go not so basic here. I'm going to go kind of sneaky, and I'm going to go Braden Point. The fact that Braden Point was able to execute the way that he did on that very last play, but just in general, I mean, Braden Point is a guy that, that, that typically does execute uh, very well. He was the uh, he had assist on Victor Hedman's first goal. Um, he had an assist on that last goal with Cooch. So he had two assists, two points in that game, and just just really love his play. I love he's a smart player. He's a clutch player, um, and he is he was the fire. He was the steamer. He 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 was the spark that set up that final goal, that game winning goal. None of it would have happened without him. And so he is going to be my cherry picker for this win over the Sharks. Very much, very much love that. I don't think I could disagree with that by any means. Um, I guess mine might feel a little basic this time, but I've got to go with Killer. I got to go with Alex yes. Kalorn. Um, again, second multi point game, but you're starting to see him kind of mm-hmm. find his identity once again in, in here. And um, Killer has been known to kind of have some slow starts, but once he starts getting going, then you know, he had a career high season last year. I'm sure that it's a goal for him to match or top that. And, you know, the season just started. Coach even mentioned in a press conference, there's 82 games in a season. If you go 82 and 0, like that, you don't see that. So to be able to start coming into your own at the right time, um, hockey is about peaking at the right time. And um, I think Alex Kalorn is right there, kind of starting to find his stride. He got over his, his scoring drought. And it would have been one thing if they went a couple of games and he had hadn't contributed anything, but he has. So I want to give that to killer because I think he's going to start getting out of his head. He's got some of those things behind him now to walk away with an assist as well as a goal is huge for him. Um, And again, that was kind of helping out in that second period versus San Jose Sharks, which in Casey keys, which we'll get to later, that second period is something that I really hammer into. So killer killer takes the the star for me right there. Um, I like that. That's a good pick. I'm glad that Killer is kind of getting on back in in this in the scoring the column, regards. getting back into feeling how good he's feeling. But like we said, the the Bolts fans are really in for a lot of home games, a lot of home action. And like John Cooper said, um, you know, when you go out on a trip and you get more points than you have games, that's what you want. But you also mm-hmm. have to take care of the home games. They have nine of the next eleven at home. They need to take care of business. 
First up, Casey, is the Senators. What do we need to know about the Senators team? Or should I rephrase it? Who do we need to know about <laughs> from the Senators team? Some problematic players. Um, coming. One of my favorite segments. And I hope that the Pucks and Bolts fans enjoy it as much as I do. It is fantastic. The problematic Thank players. I really love this. Well, I get I nerd out over it. So it makes me very excited. Um, absolutely. So as you mentioned, back home um for a bit here what i will say is that heading into this lightning versus senators matchup lightning's coming off of back-to-back -back wins sends coming off of back-to-back -back losses kaylee and i have pointed out the importance of not underestimating a desperate team any team dealing with a, dealing with the loss column is going to play very desperate um especially on the attack which leads us to those problematic players mm -hmm. um that kaylee and i were just chatting about so first and foremost uh, Lightning fans, we have another Kachuk in the mix here, but it is Brady Kachuk, if you will, uh, not Matthew, but they both have similar styles to their game where they can be equally as an aggressor as they are a scorer, and that's somebody that you want to make sure you are managing and containing, and I think Brady Kachuk might be a little bit more physical than, than, than brother there because he's got 13 penalty minutes already. He's 55.4 on that, on that face-off column, and I will say this. Uh, the bolts kind of fell off a little bit in that face-off column. I think like their second game of the West Coast tour picked it back up versus San Jose. This is a team where they're going to have to be back sharp on top of their skills come face-off. So Kachuk's going to be an issue, not only applying pressure physically, not a guy who's afraid to score, but also somebody who's going to want to win in that face-off circle. Um, so one of my, my first problematic player right there, my next one is Drake Batherson, 11 assists here. So he's kind of that conductor that we've talked about here and there. He likes to get the puck to his teammates. Not only does he like to get the puck to his teammates, he does a very good job of doing it. He's got a bit of a larger body on him. So he does well working guys against the board, something that we've seen it in a few games from the lightning. If there's a team that comes in and completely takes away the center ice for them, that could be an issue that could be problematic. Batherson's going to try to keep them along the boards here and they've got to make sure that they don't allow a guy like him to get them out of their structure and out of their game so batherson is a is a key guy to pay attention to um and a key contributor to that senator's offense then we can get to defense if you will um thomas shabbat this name shouldn't be a stranger to anybody who's been watching hockey um Another guy who racks up minutes in that penalty box there, he's that muscle defensive guy. So he's going to also be somebody who tries to get you out of your structure, try to fluctuate you, try to pin you against the boards, take the puck from you and start handing it off to his teammates. Um, and he's not afraid to kind of get a little dirty physical and cause you to be so flustered that you drop the gloves and then you might find yourself on four on four opportunities. If you've seen any games where you're seeing a lot of four on four, Shabbat's probably one of the key guys creating that havoc. Um, and then one other defenseman that I'll touch on is Travis Hamonic, defensive player, penalty minutes, but he's also somebody who doesn't mind pushing past the blue line and kind of getting over in the ozone there. So those offensive defensive men, those can be problematic guys because if they have the ability to get back and forth or north and south very fast and have that physical element to their game, that's somebody who's going to, again, have an opportunity to push the bolts outside of their structure. And um, this is a great team when they're not being forced to play somebody else's game. And we've seen that that can happen either in the first period or the second period if they're not playing catch up come third period. So these are the four guys that I really do have my eye on. Um, 
I will also note that they have two of the top rookies in the league right now and Shane Pinto at seven points and Jake Sanderson with four points. Um, so when, when rookies are starting to find their stride or confidence, as Kaylee and I talked about, those can be sneaky guys that can get in the mix and contribute immensely to their team. Um, and keeping in mind, they're coming off of back-to-back losses. So those back-to-back losses there on top of um, rookies that are starting to find their shine and their stride. These are my problematic players heading into that Senators versus Lightning matchup. And oh, by the way, there's an old bolt on the roster, Kaylee. Okay. Mr. Matthew Joseph. Yes. Yep. Uh, Getting down to see his old team. That'll be really good to see him. Um, I know that he is a fan favorite, so fans will be excited to see him for sure. Um, Casey, I love your list of problematic players, and I have kind of a big picture perspective before we get into Casey's keys, Um, and it is the Lightning play in division for their next three games. Ooh, that's important. So that's really important. The Senators do not have a good record against teams in their division. In fact, they're one in three in the division. But that means last, right? That means that they're going to want to rack up some points and they're really going to try to go after it. Because not only, again, are they coming off of two losses, one of those losses was against the Panthers, again, in an in-division team. Um, And the Lightning have only played one team in their division, and that also is the Panthers. So this is this is a, a stretch of very important games because not only do you need to win home games, but you need to win games within your own division. That's highly, highly important. Um, because it essentially, I mean, it's a four-point game because you're getting two points and you're keeping the the person in your division from getting those two points. So that's why mm-hmm. a lot of times people will say, well, this is a four-point game. Um So the fact that they're coming off of two losses, they started their season with two losses, and then they went on a four-game win tear. So this is a team that knows how to bounce back and is going to try to bounce back. They're not playing very well within the division. The Lightning have not had very many games against teams in their own division, but they need to take care of business. They need to continue to ride high. Um, Casey, they, they have a practice today and I imagine that they're going to get after it again in practice today, really early in the season. John Cooper likes to have these workhorse type practices. So Casey's going to be our eyes and ears at practice and at the games this week while I'm up here in Philly, Casey, let's hear your keys for this team and this series. Some Casey's keys. All right. Well, my first key um, for this Senators versus Tampa Bay Lightning matchup is going to be the fact that they're going to have a tall task ahead wearing down this uh, this goalie. Um, you've got Forsberg who made 53 saves for Ottawa versus the Panthers, their last tight contest. And um, to see a goalie take on that much heat and, and and stay in there. I think he only let up five goals, but five out of 53 is tremendous. So this is a guy who's going to try to wear out the lightning offense or the lightning scores, if you will. So the biggest takeaway first key here is going to be the fact that they're going to have to wear down Forsberg. If he's the one in goal, number one, number two, they're going to have to be extremely patient when you have a great goaltender and in, in between the pipes there, you cannot let off the gas whatsoever. You cannot let fatigue or exhaustion kick in. This is going to be crucial for them to play three periods because if they're going to be locking down defensively, it's going to come to a shootout and both teams are going to have to be able to score there. So 
They got to wear down the goaltender. Um, they've got to convert power play goals. That's my second key, if you will. It's great to see them have success when it comes to that even strength, that five on five. But when they heavily rely on any part of their game to kind of outshine is when they put themselves in, in a position to either lose a lead or lose the game. So converting on power play goals, this team is going to give them power play opportunities. I can promise you that the penalty minutes that are racked up for most of these players here uh, show you that guys like Nick Paul, even Patty Maroon, Pat knows how to draw penalties in a timely manner. We saw that a couple of games ago. So those guys that know how to draw timely penalties and get their team on the power play, it's going to be important that the Lightning find a goal in, in the power play opportunities that I'm sure they will get from this team. Um, also, key number three, four checking is going to be very, very, very important for this game. Sens are forced to spend a lot of time in their D zone. And with that being said, if you guys can kind of get them out of there, um, not allow them to manage the puck in their D zone and fluster them, hit them with some physicality, work them down. They can create a lot of scoring opportunities for this team, but it's going to start with the four checking here. And that's where I expect a guy like Brandon Hagel to continue to shine and step up Nick Paul to continue to shine and step up. And a few other guys, you know, we haven't seen killer be the biggest orchestrator when it comes to the four check, but we've seen him have strong four checking games. And this is a team where he can start getting that confidence uh, or confident layer to his game. So my third key is the fact that four checking is going to be very important. Their top three players sit at a minus five, minus five, and minus two. Um, and they have a lot of physicality on their team, not as much speed. So they're not going to have that one, two punch that I typically say is a huge concern. And uh, last off is going to be them being strong and successful when it comes to face off wins. Sens have a stronger face off percentage at the moment heading into this game. I did mention that they have some centers that are pretty successful. Um, I think three out of three of their centers sit 50% or above in that face off column. So this is where they're going to have to carry some of that success versus San Jose into home territory versus the Sens and not be thrown off by the physicality that this defense is going to bring once that puck comes out of that face-off circle. So those are my, my Casey's keys for this matchup of the Senators versus the Lightning back at Amelie Arena uh, to get some home games going there. So it's going to be really so excited good to, to see. Apply. Yeah. Yes. yes. It's going to be a lot of fun. And Casey's, thank you so much for your keys. Those are, those are really good notes. I really like um, the face off, like looking at those different things and, and kind of honing in on both the problematic players, but also how to take advantage of this team that is going to be kind of fighting out there mm -hmm. um, in, a, in a lot of ways. So Pucks and Bolts fans, be sure to follow Casey at the sports case. That's K-A-S-E. She's going to be our eyes and ears in Tampa Bay this week. She's going to the game. She's going to practice. She'll be at morning skate. And we will have some updates for you, I'm sure, this week as we do those little morning skate updates. So to that end, be sure to follow at Pucks and Bolts on both Twitter and Instagram. You can follow me at Kaylee Mizell. This is Pucks and Bolts, and you can find it wherever you get your podcast. That's Apple, Spotify, wherever. But the best place to find it is the Odyssey app. So be sure to download the Odyssey app, turn on the auto download button for Pucks and Bolts, and then as soon as episodes are live, you will get them straight into your phone and then straight into your ears. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Kaylee Mizell for Casey Hudson. Thanks again. 2400 Sports is an Odyssey company.